on, man. So Kenny, thank you for the You're podcast. Okay. That was like the, lo- the long, the longest, the longest, longest intro. So apologies, but it's been a minute. I'm a bit rusty, so I'm trying to trying to get back. But thank you for um, coming on, man. Like I said, I appreciate. You know, it's not easy opening up about these things and just like sharing to people what you know what you've been through. Yeah. Like, so, so I kind of wanted to. Um, say take it, take it from the start of the journey, but I feel like take it, I'll rather use the word more experience because I feel like it's not, grief's not a journey that anyone plans to be on. Yeah. So like, like 2019, 2020, that was, I think, say, the start of your, you know, the experience. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to, to bit, share a bit more about, um, yeah, starting from that experience and, and how it's been, yeah, I guess, into more like, um, more, more present time. Mm. Well, thank you for having me, um, firstly. Um, to be honest, I've never, like, I've never experienced um, grief like that. Mm. Like, I hadn't lost a family member that, not that I, I cared about, but, like, it's like grandparents passed, like, all my yeah. grandparents passed before I was 10. Mm. Um, and I never got to meet them like yeah. that. So I, it's not a loss that I felt. Um I've lost friends and that was painful, but in terms of like a family member, I've never lost a family member. Um, and then it just kind of felt like the whole, like I literally felt like the whole world come down um, when my dad passed, because I was like, oh, the daddy's gone, mm-hmm. oh, the daddy's gone. Um, and I felt like he, it wasn't, it wasn't his time. Like I felt like it's, because you're never going to be ready for yeah. anyone to pass. You know that death is inevitable, but you, like, you're never, ever going to be yeah, prepared exactly. for it. Mm. Um, but the circumstances around my dad's passing, I think, is what kind of started all of the shaking, if you like. Because um, he, he took his own life. Like, he, he battled with his mental health for quite a while. And he'd made an attempt or two on his life um, about a decade ago, like, before. So like the first time was like 2007 and it was me that found him and I was just like this is this is crazy but because he survived I was like all right cool he's still here um but that was like the start of his mental health and when I kind of think back now about it there were sort of behaviors that he was exhibiting that were quite erratic that could have indicated that he was like he was ready to be done with it mm. again. But you don't really you don't really focus on it. Um and when it when it happened, I just remember I was it was so, like it's so clear how the whole day even went. The day just felt super normal. Um and at the time my younger brother lived in Wood Green with his now fiance mm. and he'd said, Oh come round um, come around to us for a bit, come chill, we're going to eat some food. Mm-hmm. So he invited me, um, my twin brother, mm-hmm. my mum and my dad. All of those guys lived together. I lived with my daughter. Yeah. So we were like, okay, cool, let's go. Um, I left out in a bare traffic and I was just like, this is long, man. I'm going to go, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started making my way. What's usually like a 45 minute took me, I think, two hours oh, to wow. get from Deptford to Wood Green. And I was like, this is mad. But when I got to like... Oh, got man, to like, man traffic. Yeah, man traffic. All the way. I got to like, 
I got past Blackpool Tunnel yeah, and then my brother rang me, my younger, my, my twin brother rang me, he was like, oh, that's it, you don't want to come. He's being a waste, man. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, just, just leave him alone, man. Yeah. Like, leave him. It's, if you don't want to come, you don't want to come. Like, is it by force? Um, came off the phone and then I called him back. I was like, there's bare traffic. And then I thought, oh, should I turn around and go and pick up my dad? And I was like, no. He said he wants to be left alone. Like, leave him alone, yeah. innit? Because I'm, like, I'm very similar to him. And, like, if I want to be left alone, please actually just leave me there. I don't want to do anything. And because he said he wanted to be left alone, I was like, cool, leave him alone. Um, got to my brother's. We were chilling. We ate food and stuff. Um, and then my mum was just bellowing off his phone. I was like, leave him alone, bro. Like, why did the man said he wants to be left alone? She was like, no, he's my husband. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, just, just leave him. But again, it was because I'm very similar. Like, I, I don't mind being checked up on, but I'm just going to air the call. If you call me, I don't want to talk Yeah, so just want your space now. Exactly. And he might have just wanted the space. Because my mum had, like, quite a few health issues. I, f- I felt like he probably just wanted the time to himself because he was like, her main carer. Okay. So I think he just wanted the time to himself. Um, And then, because of how much traffic there was, I was like, all right, come on, I'm going to leave late. Leave late. So we left. We all left. Um, I got home. I hadn't eaten properly, so I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make myself some food and eat. Um, and then I literally had patterned it because I don't know if you remember the circle, the circle event. Oh, um, wait, is that the one? Like um, where they're in the hotel and they gotta choose like. Um, they have like loads of these yeah, 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 yeah. and stuff. So it was the first UK one. What the UK one though? No, it was. This was then. Like, Versus, this is 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was okay, the first yeah, time yeah, they had okay. it. It was literally the first of its kind. So I was like, I was like, oh, it's, it's the circle. Okay, cool. So got my food, sat down, literally sat down with the food. And then my phone started ringing. I was like, okay, maybe they're just calling to say they're home. Answered my phone and my brother's just sounding like, hello, like, like, what's wrong? And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, why? Like, our dad's killed himself. I was like, huh? What? And he was like, he's hung himself. I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> my daughter was asleep. Um, My then partner had just left the house because mm. he said he was going to his friend's party. He left the house. And I remember saying, okay, cool. I'm going to call you back. I've got to go. I'll call you back. Um, and I called my partner at the time and I was like, uh, yeah, you need to come back home. He was like, why? And I was like, my dad's dead. And even just just saying it just sounded so weird to me because I'd never said anyone that close to me, especially my dad. Like, I was, it was wild. Um, and there were just so many emotions. It's weird because I can, like, you still feel mm. the emotions. You, you know, yeah. like, the feeling never leaves you. And I think, I say that to a lot of people, you never forget a feeling. You will never ever forget a feeling. Um, and I remember my partner came back and he was like, what do you mean your dad's dead? And I was like, as everyone says, mm. I'm not joking. I don't know. Like, I don't know. And he was like, don't go. Why don't I not go? It's my dad. Mm. And then I was kind of like, oh, should I go to? Or maybe she's just maybe thinking like trying to protect you from just maybe like seeing him in 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 the way that he, he, he was and I, I felt like it wouldn't have changed anything. Mm. The longer I left, I was like, no, I want to see him. I want to see him. 
I think at the time, my my partner had told me not to go because he he'd not long lost his dad. Mm. So his dad passed away okay. the April before, so it was like five months. Mm. Um, so he was just like, oh, I don't want you to go and get distraught. I'm already distraught. I might as well go. So he said, all right, cool. Let me go. He said, are you okay to drive? I said, I ain't got a choice. I have to. I just have to go. Mm. Um, and I remember calling my best friend and I was like, I need you to come. My dad's died. And she, obviously she was shocked because how? Um, and I just remember like my heart just beating all the way, but I don't remember the drive. I don't remember how safe I was driving. I remember it was raining. It was just a really surreal like moment. Because obviously this happened at home, like in our family house. Um, kind of got there and just I literally just saw him on the floor, just just lifeless. And I was just I've never seen him. Like I've never seen him like that. And that was that was that was a very strange, it was a really strange feeling to have. Um because I was just used to seeing my dad alive and I remember the last voicemail he left me like that. I just remember all of these little things, like our last interaction and then it made me question my life. The last time I spoke to him, did I tell him that I loved him? Did he know that I loved him? Because I think with suicide, like grief is, is massive, like whatever way you look at it. But I think suicide's mental health. It's just there's like a different layer and there's so many unanswered questions because mm. of it. Like, did you do enough? Did you notice this? Did this did this action mean this? When he said this, did he really mean this? Was he saying goodbye when he said certain things? Like there were so many questions. And then it was kind of like this unfolding of you have to call people and say, Oh yeah, this has happened. Had to talk to police, had to talk to the coroner, had to like wait. There was the wait was the longest wait I think I've ever experienced. As in, um, from calling the police oh, okay. to them coming to collect him yeah. from the house, it was a really long period. It felt like days. Like it was a really, it was a really, really long period. But in the same stretch, it was kind of like this is the last time we've got together. Mm. Like that's what it felt like. I remember just sitting on the stairs thinking, wow, like, that's my dad, you know? Like, my dad, like, my dad. It was mad because, um, obviously, like, we're, we're African, so, like, everyone used to be like, oh, your daddy's little girlfriend. Because I just followed him everywhere. Mm. Like, I went everywhere with him, like, and I, I used to be like, oh, stop saying that, when I was younger. Um, and then it was like, no, nah, man, that's, that's, that, that's homie, like, and obviously the older I got, like, that was my homie. Like we never said we were friends, but that was, that was my homie, man. Um, and just being in the house with him that time, just being like, oh, I'm actually never gonna see him again. That was yeah. tough. It, that's that's the thing. It's I think it's almost like, yeah, I think with grief, because you haven't you have your when you experience something for the first time, there's a lot of things going in your head. You think to yourself like, it's almost like that surreal moment because I remember, you know. It, in front of my mum, like I'm just, I'm just there. That because the thing is, prior to that, because mm. like, she, she goes to Nigeria like back and forth. You know, like mm. parents, they just that's like this, the second home. Yeah, yeah. Always go there. So like, you know, we had a call from Nigeria, and oh, I said she's a bit ill, and I'm just thinking, yeah, it's just mum because 
always going up and down, you know, I mean, so maybe it's just one of those things, she's just, it's just like, you know, always just relaxed a bit. Mm. So I don't really think nothing of it. And the thing is, like, I've never been worried about my mum in terms of um, her health. And even though, I don't know, maybe that's because the, the family that showed us, from, showed us from a lot of stuff, me and my siblings, but mm. cause she has that sickle cell. So okay. like my aunts and the rest of them, are always like, not, I won't say on her, but always like, listen, I know you're, you're a big woman, but we wanted to make sure you're good. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I didn't really understand the, the extent of the condition. I just thought, yeah, it's something that my mom has. But when I look at her, it's not, she, she's not like less able. She's just, she's just cool. Like she would mm-hmm. do what she needs to do, go, go here, travel there. No, no problem. So, so it's like hearing that she's taking time for the worst. Even then I wasn't worried because it's like she's, Things happen before where she's taking time for the worst, but she's cool down again. So you just think, okay, this fine, this this will be the same again. So I remember that morning, just getting ready to go to work, and I thought to myself, you know what? Sense telling me I should just chill today. I know like mm-hmm. she'd be cool, but then like, I think for a little bit I was getting a bit worried. But even then, I w- wasn't worried. It wasn't as I wasn't as worried as I, when I found out the news. But it's more just a thing of like, you know what? She's ill. Maybe just say cool prayers. Hopefully she'll cool for her. Like I know she will sort of thing. So it's mm-hmm. like I remember my aunt got a call and there was my other aunt telling my aunt, yeah, she's gone. And I remember her aunt just sitting down, just sitting in the quiet voice, can, can just sit down and we're thinking. Because I knew, yeah, this is this is, this is mad, yeah, she, she's gone. But even then I wasn't really believing it. So I was just like quite hysterical. All of us were just like shouting down the house. And then like similar to you, I feel like that f- I don't remember a lot of that first but I said the first 24 hours, but those first few hours, mm. it's just doing a lot of stuff. My aunt was already on, on, on the phone calling, doing the life admin already. Like, jumping on the side. And it's mad, you're not even. And I, like, looking back now, I, I get it. But it's crazy because at that time, it's hard for her because she's just learned the news as well. So it's like, you're not even processing the grief yet. You're already trying to call, okay, this bank, um, these people tell her that this happened, or life insurance, all, all different stuff. And it's like, how, how, how are you meant to even function and do that properly when you just you're just hearing news that are oh, your sister's gone. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's kinda crazy and I remember I didn't even believe that. I just thought, okay, yeah. I didn't see her but it's cause she was in Nigeria at the time. Mm. So I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, like, nah, this is they're probably gonna say, you know what, like, our our bad and we just we just forced she she left. I know I know it sounds I know it sounds mad. I know it sounds mad, yeah, but it's Imagine like do you know what I mean? Like you know what? LOL. Yeah, no, our, our bad. Because no, you know it is that like, Yeah, I'm not even gonna say that. I don't I don't wanna but healthcare in certain places are a bit mad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah, so yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like so so okay, so if they said that cool, you know what? It's, it's, we get it, but sometimes that like, you know it's a very bad mistake, but okay, let's just say they, they did get it wrong, but I wouldn't even care because they told me, yeah, okay, she's actually fine. Mm-hmm. That that is just the, the magic words you want to hear. She's actually fine. But then, obviously, twenty four hours passed now. That's it was kind of sinking in. Like, okay, mm-hmm. oh no, it's actually, it's, it's actually not a joke. Like, yeah. and then even then, it was still a bit. It was it was starting to become real. It was still a bit surreal. But then it's actually when going out there, like, and I think um, so. We went to Nigeria like, a couple of days, maybe the funeral, rather than Nigeria, the funeral was like maybe three or four days after. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the exact dates. But then the scary moment was having to like go like see her body and stuff. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's something um I didn't have to do, but I I, I was trying to do the most. I remember telling my aunt that um couple days before, yeah, I'll, I'll come and help you like prepare the body. She's like, listen, just relax, chill, like, I, like relax. 
you're not even gonna do that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So I'm I'm probably looking back now. That's probably that's for the best because I, I don't know how they've been trying to. Do you know what I mean? It's you don't like you go through life. You don't ex- expect to be doing those things to seeing someone lifeless, let alone like your own parent. Do you know what I mean? So it's tough, man. And I remember just doing that. Like yeah. I don't know. It, it, it just felt it just felt crazy. I'm like, this is how how do you even come back from all of that? Like when I say come back, I don't mean like of course it changes you forever. Yeah. But how do you at least get back to some form of like you know what? Uh, like, I don't know. Like no, yeah, do you know what I mean? You, you just you just think yeah. I said to myself, this is this is this is so right. Like, I've not come back from that. When I when I when I said I don't necessarily mean I was. Having certain thoughts, but I was just like, yeah, I'm not. How how, like, how do you function properly after after this? The thing is, I don't think he ever did. Um, my my grandma, so my dad's mom, she passed. I know the date my grandma passed. I wasn't. I was like three months old. She passed mm. on the third December, nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. I was like three months old. But how do you remember that three months because old? Because my dad went on about it all the time. Okay. He'd like he was religious in commemorating her passing. Yeah. I also remember that the day his dad passed away. His dad, his dad passed away when we were watching Lion King. That was like nineteen ninety four. Like, yeah, I remember you still shocked. I'm thinking like three, three months. Oh, you remember? No, I don't remember. It's because he told me. Do you know what I mean? Oh, sorry, not the thing. That is that right? Am I right? <laughs> um, shot, we were man. like three. We were like three months old, and he always used to like talk to us about how. She was supposed to be coming to the UK to yeah. support my mum because obviously it's twins in it. So oh, I just, to be I just, I just cut off. Um, because you said earlier, you said you're a twin, so now, yeah. now, um, Kyle, my twin brother. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, nice. you're, you're right for me. Yeah, so she was meant to come, but then she passed away mm. like a few weeks before. Um, she came, mm. and my dad would always tell us. Like, oh, God bless her. So, like, he was yeah. a mummy first, and he, up until the same year that he died, he would still talk about how much he missed his mum, and he'd still cry about it. So, I think witnessing how he was about it was just very much like indicative for me of like, it's not something you come back from. You just, you literally, you just have to get on with it. And there's not, there's not a way around it. Like you, you just have to, like you just have to deal with it. Which is why I kind of, I get why people don't want to exist with such a big, mm. like such a big loss. If you're close to that person, it feels like how is your life going to be the same? How is your life going to be normal? But you don't. It doesn't get back to normal. It's just it stops being normal as you knew it, yeah. and then it becomes a new version of normal, and things continue. Yeah, that's that's the thing because it's almost like even before, like before my parents passed out, I, I was never. It wasn't. A th- I never thought like, oh, this is something. You know, when you when you got older, like, I remember just going okay, cool. You just go to school, work, work, something. But you don't think okay, like at some point, you've got, you know, your parents, something you got to start thinking like life insurance. You're not you're not thinking yeah. like, and obviously don't know you hear about those things back that stuff like life insurance, but you think. Yeah, all, all these cold calls like, yeah, do you wanna, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. No, I'm good. But now it's like, maybe start, start looking into it. Stop. So yeah. again, it's just like, I feel like grief is that, of course, it happens to anyone, 
But I feel like it, it's that, it's, it's really like part of adult life. And it's crazy to say because obviously you don't want to, you don't want to live life. And it's not that I'm living life in some like dark way, you know what I mean? I'm just upset all the time. But it's part of life. As we're getting older, people around us getting older, but not even just that. People, people are, are, are losing their land. And it's not, it's not necessarily a thing of, oh, something that happens, grief is something that happens, or oh, when you get to an age, it can happen anyway. Do you know what I mean? And I know, like, in certain, um, uh, like, cultures, it's almost a thing of, like, it's, it's normal to sort of, like, at some point, bury the parents, right? Do you know what I mean? But some people lost children. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? So, so again, something like that, I don't think we'll say it's, it's normal. But mm-hmm. the sad thing is that that is life. Do you know what I mean? Like, life isn't going to think of, care about our, our customs, our cultures, or, or be like, oh, you know, this is that person wants more time with their loved one. And that's, that sounds mad to say, but, that, but that's, that's what it is. That's why it's like, it's the, the key thing is like trying to like, um, not get over that, but like live like with that, with that. Like, how can you like still function? Because like I was saying before, like, it's not a it's not job. People literally like cease to exist because grief can be so tough or that. Yeah. And that relationship with that person that is so, so, so much that to a point where they can't see you. And that's, and that's, saying it's, it's, that's why. I've, me personally, I'm always, it's always people's always been mindful of like, I know when you talk about mental health and stuff, it's almost like, um, with us, it's maybe it's, it's a bit different compared to certain cultures, but we always sit here as like, not all the popular life, and just sort of, you know, continue living or, or, or pray about it. And again, I'm not, I'm not sort of denouncing prayer and stuff, but sometimes, like, it's, it's, it's deeper than that. So, Do you know what I mean? I think with, like, with the whole, Faith, faith in grief. I think people really need to like, yeah, they need to be mindful, um, and they need to to hear like they need to hear what God's saying sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are like our oh, God is the best, but then they don't do anything about it. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of talk about faith without works being Exactly. Like God could send you a helper, and you might be like, Nah, I'm waiting for God to calm down yeah, the situation yeah, yeah. and I want to see yeah, him you got, myself. You've got to help yourself. Like you, got, you can ask him, listen, God, please, but you can't just be like, listen, let me know when it's done, yeah? I'm, I'm, I'm chilling here. Like, do, yeah. do, do, do you know what I mean? You, you've like, got to be active as well. Sometimes he gives you the tools or he gives you the right people mm. to support you through exactly. certain things. But I think there's so much focus on uh, like, you know, I reject, I reject mental health. Yeah, reject so, yeah. This, this is not this is not our portion, it's not our portion. Like and I think it's, it's I think it's more our parents' generation. Yeah, that's see that's that's what I was gonna that's what I was gonna say. Um, because I even I, I after I had my daughter, um she's eight now. Mm. Just not long after I had her, I got personal depression. Mm-hmm. Um so I kinda sought out for help. Like I I went, I got counselling, there were so mm. many things that I tried and I, I I thought, you know what, let me talk to my mum. Because at the time, my dad was in Nigeria. Because he was doing that back and forth. And yeah. he was like living in Florida as well. Um, and I said, oh, mum, I've got postnatal depression. She was joking. She was like, and I was like, okay. She said, pray about it. So I was like, it's not, it's not, okay, prayer, cool. You can pray for me. I'm not really on the mind for to pray right now. You can pray for me, but I'm telling you that this is what it is. And she was like, that's not your portion. You will not suffer, um, you will not suffer depression. You do not need to do But I'm telling you that God's I need you to be aware that this is, yeah. this is where my head's at, like, so you can support me in prayer. Mm-hmm. So you can guide me 
like tell me if you've experienced it yeah. sort of thing and there was not there's even when like my dad passed they were like oh like all my mum and like the siblings they were like oh let's just say he had a stroke I was like why why would we say he had a stroke the man took his own life like let's not like even I think even up until I'm gonna say a year a year after my dad passed our family were under the impression that he had a stroke and collapsed mm. and he passed but it's because I posted that he took his own life ah <laughs> and I was like, but it's why yeah. I'm not gonna lie about it. Like, he suffered with mental health problems. Like, let's 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 normalize talking about it so yeah, people can that's... get the support that they need. Because the problem is that people are getting the support because it's a taboo. No one wants to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's the thing. And I feel like it's interesting you saying that because I feel like that natural response is because um, maybe because they don't, they don't have the tools. And yeah, maybe it's fear of what will the other people in the community think because something that's oh that they don't really speak about. So for someone to go and say, oh yeah, this is how they approach it, like, oh man, like, it's, it's almost like, and there's nothing, nothing to be to be um, shameful about because it, it's just reality. And, like it's, we're not, you know, we, and I think sometimes as well, maybe we do get certain um, uh, like preconceived st- notions or stereotypes about of how we, like certain demographics move that the not being us how we move in terms of okay we're just we're cool we can just shudder things but it's not it's not a joke like it's, it's not a joke and it's and the sooner like i feel like we're in a time where like you know because sometimes i think there's this thing of oh you know it's the snow the snowflake sort of mentality of you know you should just sort of get on with things but sometimes like if you saw look sometimes it's, it's, not, it's not just about getting on you have to literally stop and pause and feel actually I'm, I'm not okay and yeah. obviously sometimes you might feel a bit um uh, like ashamed that telling people that like oh you know something's something wrong here it's, it's not that you're sick or you've got a cold but oh I heard your mental health and yeah a lot of a lot of the rebuttals yeah you know you can see a therapist it's cool and, and that's that is good advice but sometimes maybe because we're not we're not used to to those conversations so we, we kind of deflect from it naturally and so, so in in a way like in the fence of that mum at the time, she's probably thinking, well, no, no, we, we're not ready for this sort of discussion, yeah, but yeah. that's the reality that, that I'm trying to say. So yeah. you, you've done nothing wrong either, and she's, in a way, like, maybe she's dealt with it the best way. Like, she felt. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I feel like with Arjun, it's different where, like, conversations around, around these things are, are a lot more um, open. Even though you said that your dad, even though he lost his mum, like he still feels that oh, like, like she's we're still speaking about it. so and sometimes you might think people just get on about it it's, it still hurts regardless of what age do you know what I mean there's there's no there's no like and that's the thing we always say it's normal to lose parents at certain but it'll still hurt yeah do you know what I mean it's, there's there's no um, sh- um getting away from that it's still gonna hurt regardless of whether you're twenty five whatever age I mean it's, it's still it's still the same so that's why you always gotta be um very like general people you know and especially like again it's always this it's always feel like it's always around men or like men yeah, we, the same on that area we don't talk yeah a lot of, you see a lot of people who go through stuff they don't talk and then when you have some things that you know people um taking their lives and you're thinking that doesn't seem like it was just like mm-hmm. they were just chilled or, or had a certain person aware that yeah it's a, 
Like, how can the captain of the ship be going down? Like, that's mad. But he didn't speak. He never spoke about his feelings because it was weird for men to speak about their feelings. Like, that expression, like that expression, man up. Man up. Don't, don't be a sissy. Like, don't speak about your feelings. Just be hard, be hardened. You don't do emotions, you do logic. That kind of energy. It's, it's not safe. Cause this is, this is why there's, like, men don't feel safe and they'd rather internalize it. And it drives them to other places. Women, we talk about feelings all day. Mm. Sit on a podcast, sit on the phone, sit to, to anyone who will listen. Talk about our feelings all day. Everyone knew how I felt about my dad. My brothers never really spoke about it. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's why a lot of times the push, a lot of people do speak about their feelings. When men are speaking about it, sometimes people say, oh, why are you, that's, that's a, why are you talking like, talking like girls, that's yeah. what girls do. Yeah. And, and sometimes, yeah, maybe it is said in as a joke or just but even with that but I also feel like as well even with touching on the whole like speaking about feelings like, I feel like for me it's, it's not so much um speaking about but it's just speaking about it in the right environment like mm-hmm. to the right people yeah. like, I'm not saying like you know like if I can't speak to uh, one of my friends about how I'm feeling I don't mean it's a bad background maybe it's just certain certain friends friend. yes yeah exactly so you have certain friends for for certain things, yeah, and, and I think like yeah. as I get older, I realize that that's that's cool, that's that's okay. Because mm-hmm. before you maybe you see a friendship as okay as a, as a all rounder sort of thing where like you can speak, speak to them about this, you can do this, that. But sometimes that's not the case with some yeah. friends. Like, like I know that some friends, maybe it's just me. I'm in my, in my own head, but I know mm-hmm. there's some friends where like I'm not really gonna. I know sometimes I'm not gonna speak about certain things, and I may never work with them. It's not a thing to say like they're not good friends but yeah, I just feel yeah. like maybe it's, that's not really for them yeah. that's more so for certain friends do you know what I mean certain friends that I have maybe I know I can speak to them but maybe because I've spoken to them about something in the past so I know okay if I should do so now that's that's those are my go-to for certain mm-hmm. things and, and I, I think that's cool as well like, I don't I don't think there's any um I don't think there's a problem with that yeah but that's fine it's not a, a thing where you, you value one friend more but you just you just know yeah, just more aware of your your friendship that um I don't know, like it's aware of the capacity. Yeah, aware of the capacity. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not you know, so I think but it, but it is important, yeah, to just not only to, to speak I mean, speaking is not is not mandatory, but speaking to the to the if you are gonna speak speaking to the right people and yeah. you're in a in a in a like safe environment. Like, you know, some people like I don't know, the media brothers they're they're their things and speaking, maybe it's something else that yeah. helps them mentally do me. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's just have everyone has their own um, uh, ways to process, but it's yeah, it is it is tough. It is yeah. tough. And yeah, like I can't even imagine like as sort of going through the job, I can't even imagine like going through refund under those circumstances because it's like, like what do you do? Like, and again you mentioned earlier it's the, it's the questions. Yeah, it's you have to be ready like, for the questions. Like, and um, and and I, and I always was something I saw like I say left, but so I've understand to understand the group when uh, you know people into their lives. Often they say, um, someone always pointed out something to me that really stuck with me. Um, because a while ago I interviewed um someone in the podcast as well about her sister, 
been taking my life. And she has something really important which was that sometimes when people think of um suicide, they just think um that person was wasn't happy with with, with their life. Mm-hmm. But she said with her sister in her sister's case, it was more so uh it was they was going through a, a very hard time. They wanted that that particular time to end, not necessarily their life. Yeah. And yeah. it's and it's it's so I think that's so important to um understand from that point of view because it does it should help um like tear away all those stigmas. But unfortunately we're still gonna have those stigmas in the end yeah. regardless. But when you think of it like that, kinda of, kind of you deepen it a lot more, like it's it's, it's not, not just about, you know, um their lives. That's why a lot when you even when you hear news of celebrities and or they're taking lives, you always find like, yeah, they were they were happy. Yeah. In their last moments they were probably smiling and yeah. They, you know, so you, so it's 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 deeper than that. Obviously, I'm not gonna say I understand every everything on social based on on that uh, mentality alone, but but it's just part it's part of it. It's part of it, and I feel like maybe um yeah maybe maybe the issue and it's, maybe it's not no fault of our parents' generation. Maybe they didn't have the tools to understand. Or there was no one out there really speaking about mental. It was just like maybe just okay, like just do life like. You know, look after your, your, your family, look after your family, give them a better life. But then, what about looking after yourself? Like, what? So, I mean, we, we're just so, like, we're like, not programmed, but we're just, internally, we're just so, just go, go, go. We don't really yeah. stop and think. I don't think anyone does. Like, we don't take the time to actually take stock of ourselves. And I think the older we get, we have, like, we get more and more clarity. But, it's weird because I said this literally this morning because I went to the I went to the gym and I was like you have to be so intentional about choosing yourself be it your mental health like your physical health you have to be so intentional and it's not that you're deprioritizing like what your other responsibilities are but you just have to find the means to prioritize you mm-hmm. so whatever that looks like whether like for me it's it's childcare whatever it's up and we have me and my daughter for a couple of hours I actually just want to go to the gym. Just need a minute. I need a minute by myself. Mm. I don't want to focus on what she needs. I want to focus on what I need. Mm. And in order for you to kind of be the best version of yourself, particularly when you have dependence, you have to take that time. Because if you don't, you're going to find yourself in a position like my dad's. Just because he prioritized everyone. He never prioritized himself. He never, ever prioritized himself because his duty was to his family. He was very much like a family man, like I'm doing this for my family. He sent us to boarding school in Nigeria. Yeah. It was his decision. My mum my mom weren't on it. She she weren't on it at all. She was like, ah, no, no, they should stay here. And my dad was like, no, it's for their future. They need to go. It's gonna cost a lot of money. And it did, like sending three children to private school in Nigeria is mad. So like because I know with boarding school. It's more so like you're staying there, whereas private school is obviously it's it's, it's a private school where like you 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 don't necessarily stay on the premises or like boarding school is more so no, like you're in a private school. Oh, but you say oh you, you stay yeah, okay stay okay yeah. Stay there. Like, what was what how how long did you go? Three years. Okay. Yeah. Like, what, what was that like? For me, because I'm a girl, it was alright. Yeah. Like, it was alright. I don't know. I always heard tales of boarding school. And I'm, I'm thinking that. Yeah, we got shipped. That's what it was. Like, we got, Shit. That that was always like a like a. It was a punishment. Yeah, like you know that sometimes when you're when you're bad, listen, I'm gonna send you. And you think sometimes they're bluffing, they're bluffing, they're bluffing. Like I remember one time I thought it was peak, 
you know, got, I got in trouble in, in school and, and my mum my, my, my was saying, yeah, I want to, you know, there's one, there's one answer that's going to come to me from Nigeria. And I was thinking, so I remember just out of fear, I just writing a letter, like, writing a letter of how I wanted to stay. To who? To, who? to my, my mum. <laughs> I, I, I told my sister, like, basically, just tell, just tell mum, like, you know, I'm not on it, I don't want to go, I'm going to change, I'm going to get into no more mm. trouble. It wasn't like I was just metro, but the thing is, when yeah, they use that as some sort of like, scare tactic, you know? But you never really think of oh, poopy, but sometimes it's just like, almost like, instills that fear in you, like, right, listen, you know what, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, because you just hear of all these things, strict, certain bedtime, or, you know, you just don't know what, what, but I can imagine on, on the same side, it's probably uh, character building as well. It was, um, I think, just in terms of like, how I am, like my work ethic, um, like my focus, all of that stuff, I feel like that came from being in boarding school. Because mm. you have to work hard, like there's not, it's, it's not all around it, like, yeah. you have to work hard for what you want. Like no one's saying, like you can work smart as well, obviously work smart. Don't use us their own vibes. Yeah. Have a plan. And that's something that my dad instilled in me, like, it was crazy but the focus that family came from just in terms of what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do in my life, what I wanted to become, like where I kind of saw myself, like mm. the future versions of me. That's I think that stemmed from having such like regimented activity mm. in boarding school. Um, with my mum, she was just there. She was just there cheerleading. Really, she came for the. The graduation ceremony yeah. and actually a big deal and like that. <laughs> that that was her bag like when we got to the end and she was there in the front she would come from time to time and it was obviously like it was tough because it's what we knew like we knew the uk like we yeah. knew we had our friends we were like we were established oh so it wasn't like it wasn't Oh, I just I just realized so it wasn't um as you went from early from young so you already yeah. established like your you know your I was in year nine. Okay. Told, oh wow. No, don't okay. don't choose your subjects. You're not oh, coming wow. back, bro. Like, it was oh. literally year ten, but because it's it's a bit different. You do six years in boarding school um, in Nigeria, so you have to go from junior school yeah. one to senior school three. So three years in junior school, three years in senior school. We did the last okay. years of senior school, and that was tough. That was tough, like, because you if you don't if you don't perform, you don't pass in it. Like you yeah. got you got to study, and this is this is crazy, like crazy subjects. Like if you had the yeah, physics, what, yeah, the well, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. What 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 you um, like, yeah. Okay, apart from like you know like math, science, English, is that so? Is that doesn't physics, chemistry, biology, further maths, Yoruba. What else again? Food, nutrition, yeah, design, well. technology. It was all of them. I think when I did my exams, it was like nine subjects. Yeah. And then, and so basically, you have, there's like a certain pass mark. So if you, so if you, let's just say like someone doesn't pass, then what happens? Repeat the year. The whole year? The whole year. Not even the, what, repeat the exam? Repeat the whole year. Wow. Because you had like a series of like, we had, um, we had assessments every six yeah. weeks. And then at the end of the year, you had like your final exam. Yeah. So you could progress into the whole year. Yeah. There was people in, there's the youngest person. So obviously in, in Nigeria, they don't do it based on age. This country, you, you're, the class you go into is whatever age you are. So yeah. you know you're going into year seven because you're 10 or 11. The youngest person, when I started, so the equivalent of year 10, right? 
The youngest person in my class was 11 years old. What's that? So that's, I that's was, yeah. I was yeah. 15. 11 is, 11 is, uh, year what seven. year? Is that year seven? Yeah. So 10, 11, you were year seven. As in year seven in UK? Yeah. So the youngest person was 11. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 right, right, right. Okay. And the oldest person in my class is 18. So they, they oh, so it means that, okay, so, so basically they don't, it's not, okay, so for example, like, see that here, UK, you have year sevens, so your 11 year olds would be year seven, and then 16 might be year 11s, but over there it's like everyone's in. No, so it's the year, whatever year you're in is your year, but it's based on your ability. Oh, no, because so, I, I, I was thinking you were saying, you said the youngest person was 11 and in, older. Like, and in my year, that's what I'm saying, like, in my class, the youngest person is 11 years old, because it's based on ability. She was, she was hella small. Oh, she was okay. small, small. I thought you said you had an 18 year old as well. Yeah, you did have, okay. you had an 18 year old because that's, that, that's what it was. It's based on ability, oh, it's wow. not based on your age. Oh, wow, yeah. So you have that's to That's a like, next level of pressure though. Nice. Imagine like you just, you're there working hard and you think you're there 18 or so, and 11 year olds, like, they're more, you're yeah. there falling behind. That's what I'm saying. But you just, you're forced to work hard and you become accustomed to mm. working hard. It's less of a discipline though. I don't know if I have some of the kids that, well, I don't know, I don't know actually, I don't feel like I'm Maybe because I'm just thinking like, yeah, like I always say like, it's a nice one. But it, it depends and it depends. But, but yeah, because like something like that is definitely character building. Like, yes. if, you, if you come out the other side, as in, when I said that you, you, know, you actually went there to study, work hard, yeah. and not just like, you know, get involved in whatever, all sorts of, Things like that that will sway you from you know doing what you need to do there. Yeah. I'm sure it's you come out with a whole different mentality. Like yeah, I think it's I think it's I think it's a valuable experience, and I think if both my parents were alive, I would tell them now. Like, like I'm grateful for that. Mm. I don't think I articulated just how grateful I was for it because I've I've not seen it. Like I hadn't seen it in my life. Yeah. I hadn't seen it manifest in my life until mm. more recently. Um. And it's to the point where I said I would send my daughter to Nigeria for boarding school. But if I did, I'd go with her. I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave oh, okay, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd move to Nigeria for a bit for her to be in school so that I was nearby. Um, because she's half Caribbean, I know the dad will talk smack, so I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's something that I would, like, I would be interested in doing. Mm. But she's eight. I wouldn't do it now. I feel like I'd wait until she was a bit older. Yeah, but you know when you went, so because it wasn't like you went. Uh, obviously, you went when you started friends here and all that. So like after the three years, so like you just pick up where you left off. Like how how did how did it work in terms of going back going back into the uh, this uh, um, educational system? Just as it was repeat. Right. No, so I was a year behind because everyone else had gone college at this point. Okay. So it was the end of secondary school. So everyone that was in my year were already in the first year yeah. of college. But because we did three years of secondary school, um, we had to go into the year behind. So I, I was in the class with like all the people that were born in eighty eight. Um because that's like my my yeah, year, okay, like those yeah, born yeah. in eighty seven, isn't it? Um I think it was alright because I went to a new college. I, like it was adjusting to a new normal, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, normal as I knew it was the UK. Then normal as I knew it became Nigeria. Then I had to adjust to another new normal by being back yeah. in the UK again. But secondary school was done, so I didn't need to worry about resettling back into oh, okay. secondary school. Um, 
it was a new set of people in college. Mm. So, so did you like like um, reconnect with old friends, make new friends? I think it was a mix. Um, mm. I was so right with them because I had an accent by the time I came back. <laughs> uh, I, like my accent was strong. I didn't speak. Like I was so quiet for the first few months. Isn't that, that's interesting. So obviously, before you, you left, you didn't have an accent there. So you tell, so I guess maybe it depends how long you're there for because if if you're if you're like it's always, I always find it fascinating. I don't know why because even like obviously my cousins um in America and they've been there for a while so they've got accent but I always still find it like I guess if you've been so long enough but I always feel like maybe it's over like a, maybe at least a ten year span. Three years is a I'm short time. Younger, younger, okay, like, yeah, yeah, two, yeah, okay. So you you kind of you adapt in it. Oh, okay. Like I'd started to adapt to their ways of speaking. Like yeah. The lingo was different. Like things that they, they yeah, that makes say, sense. Like, yeah, I, that didn't, makes I didn't sense. get initially when I was like, okay, oh, cool. Like I'm embedded in it. Now, so yeah. This is this is like I'm Nigerian, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna take how they do. Yeah. Yeah. No, readjusting was hard. Um, but it makes you like very very resilient because you can't just rely on your parents because they weren't there. Yeah. Like, and it's funny how like a lot of these experiences, like my parents not being there in boarding school, not in a way has prepared me for now, but like just kind of understanding that they're not always going to be there. There was an understanding that they weren't always going to be there. Like if there's a problem, I can't say, oh, mom, oh, dad. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's just figure it out. You yeah. find a way to figure it out. That, that's 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 key though even just like with that because when you i guess when you're growing up you're, you're just used to your parents right so you said that that's, that is like your, your anchor that's the you go to but you never they never really well i can't say that it's across the board maybe just my perspective I never wasn't really prepared for oh one day i'm not going to be here or there wasn't certain times i had talks with the family or my my more dad to say look one day I'm not going to be you just sort of assume that it's just going to be there but, you know yeah you get older and you're going to have your independence but they're always still there do you know what I mean like it's like like my first moment of okay not being around family was like uni and even then it wasn't it's not really I'm not really away because I know like okay I'm, on the phone I can just call my mom mm-hmm. like sometimes she'll come visit bring me like rice or um box of indomie do you know what I mean so it's like <laughs> so it's like they're there they're, they're, it's not like they're not there so I feel like how I sort of learned to be about them was yeah, it's just free grief and it's and it's it's almost like you like I'm an adult now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I wasn't before, but it's like okay, I'm it's an adult. Level, yes, yeah. it's diff- yeah, it's, it's different. Do you know what I mean? Just level. learn to like you learn more about yourself, you learn actually just learn to be a bit more like say grateful, but you're just a bit more um how can I put it, like like you just realizing listen, a lot a lot of stuff doesn't it's not even that deep compared to to um, what it's like lose a lose a parent, let alone both parents. Like it's almost if you think everything isn't that good. So all those like stresses and whatever it may be, it's not to minimize. It. People can stress about what they want, mm-hmm. but when you've lost a parent, like nothing gets deeper than that. It, it, for me personally, you know anyway, I feel like, like it can though. Per, per, as as in that, when I say that, I mean in the sense of like, okay, like whatever happens to me now, what, what's the worst? What's the worst? What what can be worse than that? Ah, fam. Do you know? No, but okay. What what what? I mean, think of what what can be worse? So, like, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. As in, as in, in terms of like pain. <sighs> it's do you know what? It's the triggers that make the pain worse, though. Like for me, anyway. So like when when my dad passed, I was like, 
like, oh, this, this is the worst feeling ever. Like, it can't get worse than this. Obviously, my mum was still alive at this point. And I remember being so like, like, oh, man, I'm going to look after you because I became a care, innit? Like, I'm going to look after you. We're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. Like, there were so many things. Like, I'd made plans. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this, going to do that. And then she passed away. Like, it was like nine months after my dad passed. The anniversary is like next, next weekend. And it'd be three years, and I just, I just remember feeling like, like I can't get any worse than this, man. It's not gonna get any worse than that. My dad passing because my dad was like my guy. Then when my mum passed, I was like, ah, shit, it got worse. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly how, how I felt when because my dad passed first. The year, yeah, the year one passed twenty fifteen. My dad died the year before that, so I was almost like after that year. Okay, you know what? Like let us. I was just like kind of praying, let this be the only time. I experienced such a thing, like as in hopefully it doesn't get worse than that, and then bam, October the following year. Yeah. Like so, so, I, so I'm, I'm talking on a point of view of like, I don't feel like, I'm not saying that I can withstand anything, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but it's just a thing of like, okay, like losing both parents, what can be worse than, that's, that's like, like, I don't know, maybe I'm, I don't, I'm not trying to be na- like too naive in it, but I'm just saying like in a sense, I know like life is, will still be harder, will still be different things I have to, uh, you know, like navigate through, but in terms of just like, okay, Maybe maybe I can have that mentality more so just in terms of other things that okay you know I, I can forgive myself or mind to because I've been through worse so the worst I can, I can get for example from all context let's just say like I really want to like I don't know go on X Factor I don't but let's suppose I want to go on X Factor yeah I want to audition cool if I get four no's okay that's cool that's not gonna compare to losing parents so 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 I guess with, with that I'm saying it's more a thing of like okay let let that motivate you to like do things because yeah okay even though you may not be successful but the the downside of it's not going to be as worse as as bad as you know losing both friends i don't know i don't know maybe i didn't explain that properly but i just mean it in terms know, of I that know, like, i know okay i know what you mean but like i i can say with like my whole chest that it can get worse things can get worse because obviously like my mom passed and i had like the additional layer of like managing my daughter's emotions as well as mine yeah. around grief and sometimes she gets it I'm like why are you crying you're not your mum bro like mm. but then my health took a turn for the worse and it's the triggers that came with that it's the triggers of normally my mum would do this okay. normally my dad would do this so um, like obviously like you're, you would have seen that little bits yeah. on, on like my page and that but like I, I got diagnosed with cancer in 2022, yeah. And the whole year before, yeah, I was like, life could get worse, man. They, they said I found okay, a lump. Okay, yeah. okay. Like I found a lump, and I was like, oh, call my best friend. I was like, I found a lump. And she was like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Went to the doctors. Oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. So the whole of 2021, I was like, everything's fine. And it was the beginning of 2022, literally the day before I got diagnosed, yeah. And they were like, oh. Oh, we're gonna need you to come in. And I was like, Yeah, but I've got to call you tomorrow. They just said, No, we need to come in. And I was like, I can't come in. I've got to deal with my child. I can't come in. Mm-hmm. They're like, Okay, we'll call you. And as soon as I came off the phone, I was like, Everything's not okay. Everything's about to get worse. I know everything's about to get worse. Everything is about to get worse. So the, the day after they called me, they were like, Oh, yeah, like, they were basically what time I was like, Ah, fuck. <laughs> Fuck, it got worse. <laughs> it got worse. Like, it actually got worse. And now, I I live with this, like, 
this notion of it can always get worse. It can mm. always, like, it's just worse as you know it. Losing both parents is the worst you have felt in that moment. Mm. But I, I promise you it can get worse. Yeah, do you know, I mean, that's the thing. That's why, like, that's where, in, in something like this, that's where it's just about, because we can't, we don't know what, we can't control those things. Mm-hmm. Just, but just, just pray and just, you know, God, please just, because again, it's not to say that you walk around like, yeah, you know, listen, you've got parents. It's not even that, but it's a more of a humbling thing where like, oh, I lost my friends, so I know I know things can get worse like that. Like, you know, yeah. prior to 2014, yeah, I was just, I was okay, I was, my first last Friday in Nadi for like, I think, yeah, life's good. Yeah. 2014, 2014, 2015 onwards, I don't know what's going on, I'm just thinking life's good. So, again, like, yeah, you just never know. And that's why now it's just more of a thing where as you get older, like these things just humble you. And it's not to say we were like, you know, um, just, you know, being like, our oh, egos were crazy before that. But mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, humble in a sense where you just start to be a better thing. You know what? This life that you have here literally is not, they're so unpredictable. Yeah. And it's not to say exactly. you can't, you know, live life making plans or live life just, you know, wishing for, a, B, C, but yeah, you can do that. But also, I just always say, whilst I'm doing that, I just pray that, you know, I can, uh, the things that I'm thinking about can manifest because, yeah. as we've seen, life can take a turn at any point. 100%. No warning. There's no, like, oh, let's just give this person more time to live, quote, unquote, life. So that's why, like, I thought that it was just helped me to, yeah, just be more, more appreciative of my life and myself. And, yeah. Just the time I have because yeah, you just never know. But of course, like these things, when you, when you say out loud, seems like you're you're, you're just thinking dark. I think it's the, it's the truth. Guys. You know what I mean? It's, it's this this is life. But of course, we wanna, um, you know, when I say we are like, I, I always like refer to we as people in this like group. It's isn't it? Yeah, in, it's in this group, like, we still wanna have it, like live life the, the best that we can, even though we've been through something so hard. Yeah, you know and. Like with you, like I, I, I can already, I just saw that through just through your your Instagram alone. Like just, of course, yeah, people can share things. Doesn't necessarily mean everyone knows it, but even just the attitude you have, like even just reading the post about when I mentioned the message, I seen about you talking about your dad before. Like you saw someone that kind of recognized. So it's like that. Yeah. All these things is like I feel like it's giving other people courage to, and it's helping them with the process because you think right, someone will be down and out, and then you come back. From surviving cancer, you lost mm-hmm. both parents, and that you're, you're you're still able to, you know, do the things you do. That that's that. Again, it's not me saying strong, but that's that's something to, um, that's encouragement for a lot of people. Um, I think the thing is, I think it's so difficult because like, it's like, am I am I getting through it because I want to, or am I getting through it because I have to? Like nobody cares. Like. It's, it's so sad, like, I I was very angry when both my parents passed because I was kind of like, why can't the world just stop and just acknowledge this massive loss? This is a massive, this is a massive loss. Like, the, the direct limits were still coming out, same week. Like, everything still needed to get done. And again, like I was saying earlier, there's a different layer that you have to kind of navigate when you have dependents as well. Yeah. Um, when my when my dad's parents passed at their respective times, he was a parent. 
So he had us. So you kind of have to put on a brave face. I, ha I have to put on a brave face. The days that I really, really struggle with the loss, because we spoke about this like briefly, like when it was your mum's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Like I see other people celebrating their parents' birthdays. I'm like, oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> and not like, her, like yeah. I'm not envious, yeah. Like I'm, I'm not like, oh, like bunny, like. I'm happy for them, but in the same stretch, I'm like, oh, like, I never, I never got that opportunity. Yeah, and it's no, hard. Actually, no, listen, it's, 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 it's I, I agree, man. It's not, because I, I, I get like that a lot of the time. Like, even my mom's birthday was in July. Um, and yeah, it was, it was the 60th. So, like, that, that's like, you know, one of the milestones. And I'm yeah. like myself, you know what? It's crazy. Like, I remember the 50th, the 50th, like, we had a party. Like, if she was alive, we'd do the same thing as well. Yeah. And sometimes when I just hear people, you know, and again, I, I, like it's not me hearing people, but people will be like, oh, you know, how does all those different things go? That's so relative. Yeah, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, that, like let me not say that, oh, just because I've lost my parents doesn't mean people can't have issues with, with their parents. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? If, it's, if it can be resolved, just like resolve it. But cause you just never know, like, yeah. or when you just feel like people are not appreciating their parents, I'm, I'm not thinking, well, uh -huh. like, I play devil's advocate here. You can't hand on your heart say that you always appreciated your parents yeah. the way yeah. you could have done. Like, and you will always have like certain questions that, and you might even be like, oh, yeah, if they were still here, I would be doing this, or I would be doing that. That's cap. That's cap. You might not. Yeah. Like, no, that's, that, that's, you know, that's, that's a good one because you're, you're right. So, the one I say that it's not, it's not. It's not me saying that, oh, I, there wasn't points where, like, you know, like, listen, we're, we're not, we're, we're humans and we're not perfect. Yeah. So there's probably times where our mum was getting our nerves, or our dad was getting our nerves, you're just mm -hmm. like, I don't know, just thinking, oh, you know, your mum's asking that you want to come to this party with you're thinking, I don't go to this party with mm -hmm. I don't do what you're trying to. So again, don't be wrong, yeah, so we've all been through it, but I guess when you go for grief, you just kind of appreciate, yeah, you know what's crazy, maybe that's, maybe I should have gone to more party with him, we should have just, Germany, but because yeah. you don't, and again, you don't know what's around the corner. And it's but you know, like, so with that same, like, I guess with that same approach, yeah, in the moments where you see someone that's not necessarily like appreciating their parents, you're seeing a snapshot, isn't it? You're seeing a snapshot. Yeah, yeah, not that's true. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they don't. Like, there's some people you know they are beefing their mother, beefing their dad, yeah. father. They, they have their mother, I think they, they need to that's the only one. But yeah. we've all experienced moments where we weren't like, oh, go away, mum. I know I had calls from my mum. I know I had calls from my dad. I don't want to talk to you right now. It didn't mean that I loved them any less. Like, even in the night before my mum passed, um, she called me and I was getting my daughter ready for bed. And she wasn't feeling well. And then um, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, I'm just sorting that out. I'm going to And then. She said, oh, I just I feel a bit like I feel really, really hot because it was really hot. That sounded really, really hot. And I remember saying to her, I was like, stay hydrated, though, please. And she was like, oh, I will. I said, no, I'm being serious. Stay hydrated. Mm -hmm. Drink more water. You need to drink more water. And I was like, I'm going to call you back. Let me sort of know. I'm going to back. And then I was like, oh, I love you, mum. I'll speak to you a bit. I remember coming off the phone. I didn't know that was the last time I was going to say to you. If I did, I would have stayed on the phone with her. But I didn't know, did I? And the point is, we never know. Like, we don't have sight of when someone's last days are. 
like with my mum, my mum had a lot of health issues. And the year before she passed, so it was like June, actually no, why am I acting like I don't know what June the 30th, 2019, she was in hospital. She was unresponsive and she got taken from the house. And my dad called me and was like, oh, your mum's unresponsive, she's in hospital. She went into a coma. Um, and then they were like, they were like, oh, if we have we have a do not resuscitate on her um, in her file. I was like, why? They said, oh, um, it's going to be too dangerous. I said, no, please, let it be dangerous, like trying it. And then miraculously, over the course of the night, she came round. And we, me and my twin brother stayed in hospital with her until um, she was allocated a bed in the ward. And then went home the day after my daughter's birthday. That's why I remember it. The day after my daughter's birthday. And I was like, I remember going to the hospital because my dad sent um, a video of my mum sending a birthday message to my daughter. And I still have the video. And I remember going to the hospital and I was like, I swear to God, whoever pulled something like that, I will kill you myself. And I remember her laughing so hard about it. And I, I was just like, I was like, don't do that again. That's that scary. And I always. It's like, what's what's happening? Every other boy, it's almost like what we're passing or, let's say, death day, but it's like, what? We don't like you know some some passes obviously they don't know when that's gonna be but every but I don't know it's just it's just so it's just so mad because when you think about life you think to yourself like kind of thought oh, this will be happening this early on and sometimes yeah that's kind of like I don't know I don't know if you've seen um see this but this joke will bang for this if you've seen the film obviously Captain Phillips mm. oh. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, okay, so okay, okay, no, but basically with, with that says like I think with that film, yeah, there's um um Tom Hankson, he's like a what's the what ruining in case you want to watch it. Basically he's like some guy that's controlling like a, a ship or something and then he gets infiltrated in it. Mm-hmm. So like what I was gonna say is like with life sometimes you can like I said it's not wrong to like plan out your life and have these aspirations, but life can just come back well, listen, you're not you're not in charge. I think Do you know what I mean? You're not in charge like you're not in charge like you're not. That's that's how, that's crazy that's how crazy life can be if you're like, well, yeah, look at these guys but unfortunately you have to just hope and pray and do the best because you just yeah. don't know how things are gonna go. I think it's 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 smart to to live in the moment, but also plan for the future in case you're still here. Mm-hmm. Actually, you don't know if you're going to be here or not. Like, it's legacy, you know. People build and build and build and build. Much. And imagine building so much and not being able to take anything with you. So it's legacy that you have. Yeah. Like, my parents, they were very, very, like, particularly my daddy was very, very business minded. Mm-hmm. So they had. I was reflecting on this like, was it yesterday, I think? By the time my mum was 36, she had three children at this point. She had, um, her and my dad, they had uh, businesses, but they had an off license, then they moved on to um, a restaurant. Like they, 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 they kind of started the whole like, you know, like Nigerian restaurants, like yeah. the like Tommy's Kitchen, that like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. That's that Wait, they, Tommy's, Tommy's, Tommy's Kitchen. Kitchen they have on a depot. Um, is that, is that new? 
It's not. Tommy's Kitchen is old school, man. Was that before before Ennis? <laughs> Tommy's Kitchen. See, my parents here, my parents were the blueprint for Ennis. In terms of Nigerian restaurants, that was their thing. Like, yeah. So people would always go there. Like, so yes, we used to do that. Like, say we, they used to have like uh, enough license and then they would, like, would sell food out the back. Yeah. And then my dad was like, let's stay there. Okay. So they moved to, um, they kept the off license and then they opened the restaurant yeah. in Lewisham. Um, we now, me and my brother, we now own the building because oh, nice. they passed it from oh, us. They okay. got, do you know nice, what I mean? Nice. So this, all of the work that they had, they've now passed it down to us. Okay. Because they can't take it with them. That's, that's good. So is, so is it still Tommy's Kitchen? No, no. So it wasn't Tommy's Kitchen. It's called a manager restaurant. Okay. Um, and they closed that. They closed, so they stopped operating as the restaurant in 2011. Um, so now it's, there's a mosque on the top. We've got Pizza Hut on yeah. the middle and then we've got a club um, in the basement. Obviously, we don't run it, we're just the landlord, but okay. the building belongs to us. That's the residual, you know what I mean? It is. Um, they also have like their residential house, yeah, which my brother now, my brother lives nice. there. I didn't want to live there because it's a bit triggering for me. I can't okay, lie. Because yeah. triggers are like, obviously a massive thing. And both parents, they they both passed that home in it. So oh, I was like, man. yeah, I'm not gonna, I, I don't want to. Yeah, I like, I'm cool staying in my place. Um, I think, obviously, on this point of like legacy and stuff, I think it's important to do things like enjoy your life, go out. With your friends, spend time with the people mm. that you love because you don't know when the last moment yeah, is. Like someone, um, I went on I went on holiday last last year, um, because my best friend and her husband were in the house, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to Mexico." I was like, "Oh, let me come." And then she was like, oh, "Are you serious?" And I said, "Yeah, man. Mm. Why not? Like, you're low. I ain't got nothing to lose. Like, just, just just go in it. Like, I could die tomorrow." But the, the one thing that I say to people all the time is, you really need to think about like where you are. It's like today, think about where you are today. If you died later today, if you died tomorrow, would your last moments have been one of your happiest? If the answer to that is no, you need to think about what you need to do to change that. Something needs to make you happy today. So if if you die tomorrow, we don't want you to die tomorrow. God forbid you die tomorrow, but if you do. You weren't complaining about somebody, yeah. you weren't on bad terms with somebody. And I used to say to my, my ex all the time, I'm not going to lie, I don't, I don't care how annoyed you are. I do not care how annoyed you are. You are not going to sleep mad. Yeah, no, I feel like that's a big thing, man. I think that's a, that's a big thing. Just... But people really underestimate that. Even mm. with my daughter, when she's upset in the night because I'm too scared to go to bed, I'm like, this is stop the crying. You're not going to sleep crying. Because if if God forbid I die tomorrow, or even worse, if you die tomorrow, I don't want to know that you went to sleep sad. Yeah. And that's a massive thing. I think people just really need to focus on like being happy in the moment. Be happy in the moment. Take advantage of like the life that you have right now. When people throw me a motorbike car and I can come up, I'm like, if I put chunky, I'm there. Like yeah. I'm there. I'm out like as much as I can because like why not in it? 
this life is too serious, you know. Right. And people are like, oh, yeah, but how do you stay so happy when you're both your parents are dead? What's my choice? I don't have a choice. If, I'm, if I stay unhappy, yeah, it's not going to bring them back. It's not going to change anything. The, the thing that I have control over, I have control over what makes me happy. So I'm going to choose the things that make me happy. Choose stuff that makes you happy. Because if you go tomorrow, bro, and you weren't happy, no one's even going to care. And, and this is what I'm saying, like, nobody cares. And that's the sad thing. Everybody's life is just going to get on. I, um, obviously, it's been nearly three years since my mom passed, nearly four years since my dad passed. People ain't really checking how I'm yeah. coping, like, if I'm coping. The only time people know I'm struggling is if I'm like, oh, I had a bit of a wobble. Had a bit of a wobble. When it gets to Father's Day, I hide. When it gets to my dad's birthday, I hide. My dad's birthday was um, last week. I hide. I don't chat to people. I don't want to chat to anyone. Mother's Day, this year was the first year that I had to make more of a decision. I had to change the narrative about celebrating Mother's Day because I was hiding. But then in that in that time, me focusing on poor me, I don't have a mum, meant my own daughter didn't have a mum because I was mm-hmm. not present. And I had to be really, really intentional and say, you know what, the more you focus on you not having a mum, you're actually robbing your own daughter of having a mum. Because you're not just you're not present at all. She had to look after me. And I was like, that's wrong. She's a child, like she shouldn't like if I like it was literally a thing of ah, oh, if you died this year, she she would not have had a, a mum for a few years already. So what difference does it make? So I had to try and change how I thought about Mother's Day. And I allowed her to celebrate me. Of course, it was my own mum. She ain't got mum. So I was like, well, let's, let's go out to eat. Like, where do you want to go to eat? She said, oh, it's Mother's Day. You choose. And she gave the power back to me. Yeah. So obviously, I paid for it. But it's just money. Money comes and goes. Mm. Like, money comes and goes. Like, if you go, the money ain't coming with you. So just spend it. Like, I, like, I work. I work very hard. I do, like, my government job. Mm. I do my personal training stuff. Like I have loads of little bits of money coming in mm. here and there. So I'm just gonna so I'm just I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm I am very YOLO, like so I feel like God will provide. If God doesn't want me to have something here, my card will get declined. That's 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 <laughs> my, my whole vibe. So if there's a motive, I've agreed to so many motives, I'm like, cool, I'm there. I don't know if I've got money to go, but I'm gonna go. I made a commitment to a six grand holiday next year. I was like, you know what? If God don't want me to go yeah. Like I'm, I just won't be there. But I promise you, I'll find the means to pay it. Honestly, that is what everything you said is literally rational, but just oh, I should have probably done this. But you know what? Bro? And the and the day the way I sit, it's it's like it's like you're, like I'm. I don't know if it's like I'm guilting myself, but it's like you know what? I, I I've been through a lot, so this is deserved. Because think about it, like you know, a lot of people you just think, oh, they wouldn't want you to do. That. I know my mum for a fact. Yeah. Both my friends wouldn't want me to. Of course, like. Grieving is nat- natural if you've gone through loss, right? Mm-hmm. But I know they'll want me to still live the life I want and be happy. Mm-hmm. Because similar similar to you, it's like, okay, I'm robbing my friends and family of, of me. So, like, yeah. God forbid, what happens to me. The last remember, oh, he was so sad. Like, oh, you know, you saw mm-hmm. him. Like, that's the thing. I'll never want anyone to feel sorry for me, regardless. If, if I didn't go through it, but even more so because I don't want you to, oh, you know, old age, uh, his mom, you know, his mom, but yeah, I don't, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't, 
I will never, it will never be that. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like I know, like my mom, yes, it hurts. It's still sad. Do you know what I mean? It never goes away. But I know for a fact, I don't wanna. I'm conscious about that. I don't wanna, um, you know, my lot, whatever it may be. My not to say God that I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. But mm-hmm. I don't want to be living life out of misery. Like do you know what I mean? Or, or feeling sorry for myself. So when I do these things, like you know, talk about, it's not, you know, uh, trying to like. Um, generate any sort of like sympathy, but it's, it's just the reality. Of it, you know? yeah. But at the same time, it's up to us to let you know what we've got in this life. You know? We deserve it. Like, we actually deserve it. Yeah. Because, yeah, come on, people die every day. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you, know, like, you can go through something like that and you're not coming back up. Yeah. And no, no, this is not to say that if, if someone is struggling to come back up, going through such a large large i guess large volume of loss but like we, we we're, we're still here and that's you know for some people might say as oh yeah that's down to them but i say okay that's down to god and just mm-hmm. so then so yeah so like i know he's got me so like no so i i deserve to if it's the holiday just justify everything you want to do by that yeah it may not make sense you may feel okay right now i haven't got the thing to do this but you know what i deserve this rather than because no one cares the thing about this way and it's not to say that you know, people have a right to move on their lives, and but cool. Maybe the, after the first year, people don't it's remember. The first year. People don't remember birthdays anymore. When people the don't. Everyone's done. Everyone's back to normal. Everyone goes back to normal, and we have to navigate this whole new space of living without the casting. As everyone comes together, like you have people in your house every day, every day. Do you need food? Do you need drink? Do you need childcare? Do you need this? Do you need that? Do you need any support when you get to the funeral? Funeral comes, funeral goes. After the celebration of life, because obviously, at, like the funeral dates are very, very, very sad. Yeah. Cool. After the after you've done the funeral reception, and everybody leaves, you send out a message to say to everyone, "I oh, thank you for coming," and that's it. That's yeah, everyone, it. everyone, and that's and that's the thing. It's almost like that is life as well, but sometimes it's also more is the right. You should just. Put yourself first. Yeah, like, put it like, of course, sometimes, like, cause I, I'm, I think that's something I, I struggle with. I'm trying to, like, okay, get my head on it, just learn, learn bit by bit, learn to put yourself first, learn to, without any sort of, sort of guilt, or, because you're right, no one's, no one is gonna, yeah, you don't go wrong, I'm not saying your friends don't care about you or your family don't care about you, but at the end of the day, it's up, it's up to you, it's up to you to let me know what I need to do for me. And sometimes that can be hard to think clearly about it because you've got other mm-hmm. things, maybe responsibilities, yeah. or so you may think like, oh, maybe right now I need to think about this person, that person. But sometimes, no man, you've got to learn to put yourself because no one's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Gonna, and that's one thing my mum always did for herself. First. So I think it's reflecting on that. I remember to myself, you know, she always put herself first. Like mm-hmm. no, no matter what, regardless of. What um no, I always always say back like what what how people might respond to that but she's putting herself first and she's not gonna she's not gonna double down she's not gonna be like oh well but then just say no she put herself first and mm-hmm. looking back now I'm like I'm glad she did that because she didn't live a life of oh you know it's like she passed away but she wasn't happy that like, she was just sad all the time. Like, do you know what I mean? But she, like, you, there's so many good memories, like, so many good, so I'm thankful for that because Mm -hmm. she lived a life on her terms and it's like, 
that is what I, I want to aspire to, man. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, man, like that life's hard as it is. It's, yes. Again, it's grief is enough to just have you living in misery, always thinking like, oh, it would have been better days ahead. And mm -hmm. um, sometimes you wish you wish someone someone would tell you that, but you have to say no. You know what? Sometimes just give in the mouth and say no. Like you've been for a lot. Like so nobody can't make you feel any less than you've got to put yourself first. Sometimes it may be hard where you've got to let people down as a result, not because oh you're trying to just I'm not I don't, I'm not saying go out there and just be like being an idiot towards people mm -hmm. or do you know what I mean? But just put yourself first. If it's like However, however that may, may be for you, it depends. You you know what it looks like, but don't feel, don't even feel like oh, I've done this, but I really wanted mm -hmm. to do this. Like for yourself, if, if people are mad, okay, cool. Like if you lose people along the way, okay, fair enough. Like, it is what it is, and I put myself first rather than like. And and this is a whole a whole like separate combo, but even it's just like it's like kind of ties with people for me. But after a while, you're gonna realize, you know what, yeah, like. You spent all your fuel for you, what you got to show for it? Mm. You've got your keys and they're going to go in your lab, as they should. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah man, you got, you, you got to, um, like, yeah, grief, grief is one of those things that teaches, it's like almost like it forces you to like, learn about yourself. And again, that, that that's for you, it might be different in terms of what it's teaching you, but for me, that, that's what it's like. I'm learning from it. Like, you know, okay, I need to learn for myself first. Like, and be intentional by it, like, because it's so, I'm so passive in terms of like, okay, I'm always an afterthought to myself. Mm -hmm. I never look at that, let me, let me sit and think, you know, all of that I can do for me. It's never that, it's always, you know, and then, and then when I slowly, like, try to get out of that, I'm always like, oh, wow, actually, this is mad, I'm not, I'm not used to this. What I always say to you, though, is that while you have, I'm going to say, less responsibility, I think it's really important to understand yourself. Mm -hmm. Really learn to prioritize yourself because you'll be forced into prioritizing yourself later on in life again. Like yeah, you never want to be you never want to you want to be forced. forced. Um like so I I use the analogy of like fitness, I feel like people are like, oh, like I had a health scare that lasted and he started taking my health more seriously. Mm -hmm. Just take your health more seriously, just generally. It's not every day pizza and a dinner. Sometimes, like, mm. just like go gym. Like, it's it's more like mental. Like, I was so unwell this week, and I physically could not go to the gym, and it ruined me mentally. I was just like, this is low, and I had to force myself out. And people were like, oh, but you need to rest though, and I was like, no, I I need to go to the gym. Don't tell me what's good for mm. me. This is what's good for me. Like, find people need to find the freedom like a healthy outlet yeah. to manage their emotions, to manage themselves, to prioritize themselves. People a lot of the time wait until they have a health scare before they do something about it. Like don't wait until your parent is on the brink of mm. passing before you're like, let me love you a little bit more. Like be proactive in doing these things. Mm -hmm. So for you, I would say be proactive in prioritizing yourself. Like I was saying earlier, my dad didn't prioritize himself. He prioritized his family, which is this very admirable, very noble thing to do. He was a man's man. He was very much like, I will take care of this. I've got this. My younger brother has taken on a lot of that. Like he prioritized his family, which is brilliant. But 
on balance, he also knows how to prioritize himself. And mm-hmm. sometimes he's like, I love you a lot, but if you, I'm, I'm on my own thing, I'm going to go and do my own thing. Same thing with my daughter. Sometimes I'm literally like, I love the bones of you, but leave me alone. This is not for you. Anything mm-hmm. that I can bring you in on, I'm going to bring you Right now. Right now, this is me. Yeah. And, and, and that's that's what I like. That, and that's when I hear something, that's what I aspire, I, I aspire to like. Gradually, one day adopt like you know. Just you know, sometimes, like, it's getting exhausting. Worrying about oh, okay, like every everyone else apart from yourself, always overthinking about like do you know what I mean. But after that, it's like how long are you gonna just be doing this? Where like you don't put yourself first. If you just like yeah, sometimes you wanna go do your own thing. Whether that's I don't know, whether, whether your solo trip or whatever it may be, whatever you it. feel do that it is, is is you need to do for you, do it without thinking. Oh, but what if I can't do it? No, no. Should I do it? Oh, should I, let me tell you, I tell this person that oh, what they're yeah. gonna think if I didn't maybe I didn't call them because oh I didn't bring them in. You maybe they to wanted to go travel that. to that place. That's you know what no, I mean? All if, these, you know what I mean? If you wanted a to million go one to, questions. Like you could be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go, I don't know, Rotterdam. You book to go Rotterdam, you go. And someone says to you, Oh, you didn't tell me. Why should I tell you? If you wanted to go, you could have said as well. Like we're mm. all grown up. Or, or like oh it's the thing where like you might say, Oh, you didn't even let me know you were booking that. No. If you felt like you might want to go, then you could have said something. We both didn't say something. The difference is I booked it. Yeah. And like, that, but that's, 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 that's the whole point. Sometimes you can also do your own thing. It's cool, man. Like, um, it's not... We need to normalise that. Because when you're in, like, particularly with this group thing, you are on your own. Yeah. And I know we've said a lot, like, people don't care. It's not they don't care in the sense of, like, if you are, don't care. It's that their priority is not you. Like yeah, yeah. your priority is what's making you happy. They're prioritizing themselves and rightly so. Yeah. But like I said, funeral will pass. Someone might check in from time to time time to like, oh, how you feel today. But I'm not gonna lie, like I don't feel like I get asked a lot like how are you coping with mm-hmm. your grief yeah, on a day to day. Outside of the anniversaries, the birthdays, yeah. the Christmases. Or when you vocalize like that, you're triggered by something that people don't really ask. People don't ask about like the fear that you might have. Like for for example, me, my biggest fear like right now, I don't know if I want to get married, mm. and I don't know if I want to get married because I can't even watch people's wedding videos without getting triggered. Mm. Like I can't watch somebody's dad walking down my aisle without thinking, but like that's never gonna be me. Like. I can't think about like I saw someone's um there's an influencer, Lydia Dingo. She got married recently. Yeah, I think I saw, was it was it recent recently? Yeah, it was quite recent. Okay, I think I've seen I've seen I saw it was this year. Yeah, yeah. So I, I saw like some parts and I remember watching it. Someone sent me the whole like the the whole Insta post, yeah. It was a real but it was long in it. And I remember someone sending it to me and I was like, Why are you sending me this? Like, this is triggering as mm. hell. Like it's a beautiful wedding. I don't want to take that away from her. Like she ain't checking for me like that, so it's fine. But this is triggering. There's all of the build up. There's all that people's mums praying for them, their daughters on their wedding day. I'm never gonna have that. Yeah. There's like the um, like I've got aunts. I've got like my brothers and how you like if you got married, I'd rip you down the aisle, bro. It's not the same thing. Like I love you for it, I appreciate you, but it's not the same thing. But no one is checking for you mm. like that. People don't check in on like like your mental and how that stuff affects you. 
there's a, I don't there's the last year I don't go I don't go to church on Father's Day, I don't go to church on Mother's Day. If this is the first year I went to church on Mother's Day and I struggled. I went to church on Father's Day, I cried all the way through the service. And that my church family had and I loved her. That's not the same. But the yeah, one person true. the one person that can take this pain away is not her family. It's not that you can do that. It's not your fault. It's, yeah. It just it just is what it is. But this is why you have to prioritize yourself. Every single motive I've gone to since, I'm going to say February, I've gone by myself. I'm not taking none of you up with me. If you want to come, come. Mm. I'm telling you this is where I'm going. I'm not going for you. I'm going yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's, you're not putting your, you're more like this than this one thing. If you want to come, you wanna come it's come. not that all. But I think they're doing this. You're not checking in like, this is what I'm going to do. You're just doing it and, you know, like, yeah, you don't, you're not worrying about our work. And again, in, I'm, I feel like I want to be where you are, where like, okay, you know what? Just stop, just for, for a little bit, just, you know, just think about what you want to do for you. Like, it doesn't have to be anything like important or what you want to do for me. You're planning it. Though. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, planning it. Just like, do it. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm always, it's always a, a, a thought that like, I can let me find out. But if I can do it, do I think that it's always overthinking it rather than just doing it without one of others. But yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a it's learning a it's a it's a learning thing. Right. And you're gonna learn. Like the older you get, you're gonna learn all of these things. You're gonna learn like it is literally just you, no matter what way you look at it. It's not so not to be dark or not to be like pessimistic about anything. Literally you've only got you mm. and you need to focus on the things that will get you through the day, be it around your grief. If you can reach out to people and you can express yourself. If you feel safe enough to express yourself with people, then do. Yeah. If you don't, try and figure out a way that you can have your outlet to get through when you do have those moments. Because um, I was I mentioned earlier that with grief, yeah, sometimes you are thriving. Like, at the moment, I feel like I'm pretty up there like in terms of how I feel. Like I feel happy. I feel content. There are other days where I just thought I'm not. I'm barely getting through the day. Like it's I'm on the ropes, and mm. I've got to do what I've got to do to get through it. Yeah, grief, grief can have you on the ropes, but at the same time, you can get to a place where you know you are you're actually happy. It's not fake happy, but you're actually happy. You know what I mean? So that that's that's a roller coaster. It's it's just up and down, and honestly, and and the thing with with your story as well, you might reach out to I thought was inspiring because. That, 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 that having like even just like grief back to back, so it's the grief of your parents surviving cancer, and it's like all these things that like, you're still here, but to tell the tale, and I think that's that's beautiful, man. Because it's in that that that's not again. It's not it's not it's not saying this the strong thing. Yeah, you you are strong, but that doesn't mean you know everyone everyone has their moments, man. Everyone can can retreat and you know like step back from everything or go on a break where they need to do so. I appreciate you coming on, man. And yeah, it's just don't let's have to be the last because I think we put this. There's so much conversations around it, so I, I do thank you, man. Come on, I know it's tough. It's tough. So um, appreciate that. Yeah, and, and before we go, I don't know. Is there anything you want to plug? I know you do quite a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. so anything you want to like let them know about? Um, yeah, I'm a I'm a personal trainer, fitness instructor. I do a lot of fitness stuff. Um, that's that's like my bag. Like I do a lot of fitnessy things but I don't do that one style of fitness. I'm not I'm not a do fifty burpees and eat unseasoned chicken type babe. Like no please I believe in balance. Like I eat a lot, I drink a lot, 
um, I don't drink a lot of that. <laughs> Let me just caveat that. But um, yeah, like obviously, I'm here for people who need an outlet. It's not just lifting weights and all of that stuff. Sometimes it's expressing yourself through like dancing, fitness, and that that kind of stuff. Because I feel like everybody has it in them to to move their bodies, yeah. be it like in the more conventional ways or in the less conventional ways. And I'm honestly like, I'm an open book. Like when people have questions for me about like all of this stuff and even just coping on a day-to-day basis, even like, because I'm a single mum as well, like just coping with mm. all of these responsibilities. Like I'm an open book and I'm always happy to kind of be like, oh yeah, like let me provide you with whatever you need sort of thing. But my main thing like back at the moment is like I'm doing a lot of fitness stuff at the moment. So if people have questions. Um, that was a big babe before, man. We never touched on any. I was fat, man. Like, I was, yeah, my nickname was Fatso. Um, <laughs> but we're not there no more now. Like, I'm, I'm strong. And I can bench press anyone's dad, but like, was, yeah, I'm a strong babe. Um, but fitness is my thing. Um, yeah. No, actually, I, I don't, I don't want to sort that out there. I don't know who you're being too modest, but you got, you got, you know, tell them about the, I don't know, I call it the blue. Masterclass, you and you and you know, that's what you do. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, I know, I know, I don't know, okay. but you know, this because it's, it's, it's not my thing. Oh, don't even wear a gym shop today. Um, it's not my thing, like, obviously, I've I work with Justine, yeah. um, and I've done a lot of like, I've done campaigns with gym shop with her, like, it's such a vibe. Um, yeah, again, it's I, like see, I see some of the clips, and it's like, it's like, it's having you that are having, having fun, man. It's her, man, she's she's that's that's my aga, that's that's my aga, like, she's. She's doing her thing, man. For black women in fitness, I think she's opened the doors for a lot of us. And she's not gatekeeping or trying to be the person mm. to be like, ah, oh, like, because I struggle, like, you lot must struggle as well. She's proper, like, she brings everyone in. She's the fitness club. Um, and I, I've known Gina for years, man. I've known Gina for years. And it's so nice to see her, like, realizing her dream and being able to be alongside her yeah. doing that stuff. Because in my wildest dreams, I never thought that I'd do anything with like a brand as big as Gymshark. I've had some amazing collaborations. I've met a lot of amazing people. Um, and just being, this is like, it's, it's sad, it's bittersweet. Cause like, this is stuff that I would like, my mom, she would have been my cheerleader. She would be at everything with me. And I, I really miss her for that. I miss both my parents. Cause I know that they would be on the sidelines, but, God has his reasons as to why everything happens the way it happens. And I just I just pray that like as they're watching, they continue to see like me thriving and seeing me doing my thing because like they would be proud just because obviously they paid me and they saw me in my biggest stages. They saw like they've seen the work. And yeah. There's like a saying that um you will get to enjoy your children. Like you will enjoy the fruits of your labor sort of thing. And unfortunately, my parents will not be able to see that like that, but hopefully they can see what I do and the things I do like for my daughter as well. It's good, it's good. I think like, we have, yeah, like I said, I was inspired. And it's just, again, just me and others, yeah. and some people are just, you know, like, not afraid to tell their story. Again, talking isn't, not, not like it's a must this year, but it's, 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 it helps, it helps. Yeah. So, so thank you, man. Uh, thank it's been you. it's been a lo- it's been a long one after a long hair. That's <laughs> it's been a pleasure, man. And yeah, so I really appreciate you coming on and you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, and yeah, because it's not easy. So I, like I said I, I should have probably like put a few trigger warnings. I know it's, it's been quite a heavy one, but you know, yeah. Hope hope um, it's helped people watching. Hope it's helped you and hope taking a few gems from what um, 
can't discuss, but um, yeah, that's that's a wrap. So thank you everyone for listening and tuning in. <laughs>